Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboy, they're always around to help build your hope up and help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. Good evening, my mind minds. It is Wednesday, February 5th, 2014. Where does that time go? And you're checking in with Blazing Ride backstage. I'd like to welcome my co-host, the Sade, to my batter-in-law, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Jonathan Weeks, how are you? Good. How are you, mine? Hey! Doing all right, mate. show. Oh, hell yeah. Congratulations, brother. Thank you, Dirty Mine. I got the, uh, you know, I, I went for the sole purpose of saying I was 30 days on Monday, and unexpectedly, they gave me this, this beautiful red uh, chip or coin, and uh, I'm digging these coins. Maybe, uh, you know, after six months, I'll make a necklace out of the blue one and wear it to a basketball game like Zac Efron. <laughs> I saw that. Now, those coins are pretty beautiful, actually. I thought it was like a real nice, fancy stamp. That's that's a nice coin, though. I think you got to use that. You know, maybe uh, you know, make a yeah, make a necklace out of them. Put them put them like, around your wrist or something too. Balling. <laughs> what? Oh, balling. Yeah, make yeah, make like one of those. You know, remember that Fifty Cent used to wear those those necklaces that used to roll around. That was pretty cool. <laughs> you mean those necklaces made out of those that candy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The gold coin necklaces. <laughs> yeah, or uh, or maybe it could be like one of them snap bracelets, and and you snap oh, it around oh, your neck. Why were there never snap necklaces? Says that's true, actually. Or snap hat, like you throw it on your head and it snaps onto your head. That'd they do cool. have snap back hats, you schmoog. <laughs> Or snap watches, or snap shoes. Snap shoes would be cool. Just throw them on the ground, on your feet. So you're saying you're just standing there, and you throw a shoe down, and bam, it snaps right on. Yeah, why not? Well, i tell you why not, because you would have to find some sort of way to hover over the ground. Or I guess, I suppose you could just lift your foot up so that it wraps around it. <laughs> so I like the idea of hovering, actually. We, we don't need a, you know... Exert any energy. Let's just, let's just hover. Well, if, if Back to the Future, if any of the things that Back to the Future 2 promised us came true, then, you know, we wouldn't be talking about this shit right now. We'd be hovering. That's true. I would love to hover, bro. I, I, I need, like, a hovering skateboardish kind of thing. That would be so cool. I would, do, I would go to work on the hoverboard every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Me too. The, you know, where the hell are the flying cars? So <laughs> what do you say? I, we, have, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, I, I'm going to read Tom Fogarty's dinner as somebody else. We've done it as James Earl Jones. We've done it as uh, Grandma Bainma. Uh, name, name a personality, a character, a celebrity in whose voice you'd like me to read Tom Fogarty's dinner. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, well, can you do it in... Have you seen the movie The Master? No, I haven't. Damn it. Damn it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Way to bring Godfrey. the mood down, though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> rest, rest in peace. But uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Okay. Yes, rest in peace to... Philip Seymour Hoffman, now that Weeks has made an otherwise joyous show quite <laughs> depressing. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so here, as Gilbert Gottfried, all right, just imagine I'm holding a bunch of napkins on my forehead as I do this as well. <laughs> Saute asparagus and shrimp in a hot sesame oil with chilies Last home cooked meal for three weeks. Boy, my gill is terrible. Let me try that again. Mm. All these napkins. Oh, sautéed asparagus and shrimp and hot sesame oil with chilies. Last home cooked meal for three weeks. Miss Daisy, don't cook and won't allow it in our house. <laughs> Terrible. That was pretty good. I like that. You have you have the raspiness and kind of annoying uh, nature of his voice. Well, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. You're welcome. Good job, good job, <laughs> sir. Uh, so, what did tell me about your weekend last weekend? What did you do? Well, my uh, weekend, uh, I actually did stuff. I went. And my sister came and visited me from Connecticut. You did once? I did stuff. Yeah, I didn't, like, you know, be lazy or write, write a paper or anything. My sister came up and um, to Vermont and visited a bunch of breweries and uh, got some food and hung out, and it was good. It was good times, good times. What you, uh what you drink at these breweries? <laughs> water. Water, flavored water. What the fuck are you talking about? No, no, beer, 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 beer. We had some beer. So I went to the uh, brewery, went to the Magic Hat Brewery. There's a brand new beer called Star Nine. It's a local beer where I'm living, uh, that brewery. And uh, tried to find some Heady Topper, which is supposed to be supposedly the number one beer in America and one of the rarest. But I couldn't find it. Didn't have any luck doing that. What's it called? Penny Topper? Uh, heady, heady topper, heady topper. Uh, yeah, like that sounds like some of my first wife used to do. <laughs> uh, so uh, when when you go to these breweries, now I've only ever been to one, and then, you know I'll never go to one again, I guess. But uh, the when you go, when I went to the Sam Adams Brewery, you know they gave you three samples of the the different flavors of beer. Is that a similar thing when you go to these like? Magic Hat Breweries? Oh, very similar, yes. Yeah, Magic Hat was really kind of unique in that it's really tailoring to itself to, like, a younger audience. So it's like a big – it's almost like you're going to an amusement park when you're going inside and uh, everything's neon and 
kind of dark in there. And, yeah, you, they have a selection of, like, five or six beers, and you get four samples. Switchback is the same thing. I think Switchback was a little bit better because they take it right from the um, big can that they're making the beer in, I guess. <laughs> not, big, not big can. But that, that, was, that was such a boast. unsophisticated way. The barrel? They, they, they took it from the big can. Yeah, the, the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was delicious. But, yeah, they have eight things, and they were good. <laughs> what was different about it when you had it right from the big can? Uh, <laughs> from the big can, it tastes it tastes cooler and fresher, and it's just like smoother. It's smooth because it, it almost tastes like water to me. It, it, it's that smooth. It was very good. It was like <laughs> I don't know how to say it. It's just like it's lighter, so it feels like you could drink more of it. That's what I would say. <laughs> now I'm imagining by the time you were done with the first brewery you were hammered. So how did you survive this? <laughs> Very true, yes. I was I was hammered. But by like the third brewery I was just I was completely gone. Um <laughs> and like I have to say when you're doing too many breweries, you know, next to each other, it it, it kinda of defeats the purpose. If you're gonna go there to get drunk, I mean I mean it makes sense, but you got to go there to taste the beers. I don't. Think, I don't advise more than two because it kind of starts affecting your taste for the, the, the subsequent beers after the ones you have drank. <laughs> did, did did you find that after a couple samples that people were a lot louder and laughing more? And stuff? <laughs> yes. Yes, they were much more annoying, louder. <laughs> everything became everything was, was smaller. So like it was like. I, I, and it was right around the time we were in Magic Hat, and so everything was loud there. They have like this music blasting, and it's, it felt like I was in an amusement park. Like clowns were running around, even though there weren't clowns. <laughs> Wait a second. So at this Magic Hat thing, from what you've said so far, it sounds more like a, a gay dance club than a, an amusement park. Was there techno music playing? Uh, it changed, yes. There was techno music at one point, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, so you're very well that, you're correct on that because it, it felt like a gay club actually it was like uh, a lot of uh, or just a dance club a lot of colors uh you know strobe lights it was black lights it was uh music going on and off people drinking people shouting and yelling uh and a lot of neon so i, I felt like there were a lot of clowns there even though there weren't clowns uh, you're just seeing clowns. Do you think Patrick was haunting you? The ghost oh, my of God. Don't, don't remind me of uh, Patrick. Patrick was really freaking me out that one night when I went up to that bathroom and I heard strange noises <laughs> coming from his bathroom, from his room, bedroom. If you could uh, put that noise into sound right now, how would it sound? <laughs> um, it was like... Can I touch you? Can I touch you? Woo! <laughs> I, I got so tense just now. Did you? Were you saying, should I touch you? Should I touch you? Woo! It was like that. Yes, it was kind of like listening to a X-rated cartoon of claymation. It was scary. How <laughs> <laughs> is listening to? Cartoon claymation different than listening to regular cartoon. Uh, when it's X-rated, it's got like this kind of sinister uh, tone to it. 
And so, like, you hear, like, these weird noises coming from the room, and you don't know if it's laughter or someone, like, giving someone head or, you know. <laughs> yeah, but what does the clay have to do with it? Why why would you make it claymation in your head? I made it claymation because claymation has always been freaky to me. You That's know, true. even though I love Gumby, Gumby always kind of, I was terrified of Gumby and the blockheads and the horse guy, and they've, they've always just seemed so so unreal that if I ever was in that world, I would never want to be in it. You would hover right on out of there. I would hover the hell on out of there on my hoverboard. Yeah, definitely. I would not want to be in a claymation world. It just seems so strange to me. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that sounds like an awful experience you had at Magic Hat. I bet you were... Uh, you were happy to get to Stringers or whatever you said the next one was. Yeah, I was very happy to get out of there and go go to Switchbacks. Switchbacks seemed much more normal. They had the whole uh, beer kind of, you know, the tour, um, and it just seemed more normal. There was, like, one or two beers. Magic had, like, eight, had like eight beers. I was getting served by a clown. It was it was a little too much. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's – you had eight beers at Stir Fries? <laughs> well, you know, eight samples, so there were smaller beers. Jesus, at Sam Adams, they only gave us four. <laughs> Sam Adams is good, though. I hope you didn't get that fizzy wig or that winter mess. <laughs> that winter, <laughs> what was it called? A white Christmas. Disgusting. <laughs> oh, that's racist. <laughs> Sorry. So, John Weeks, John Weeks, I need to talk to you about something. John Weeks. Yes. I yes. think you know what this is about. No, what's this about? I don't know. All right, well, I I read a headline today, and I haven't yet read the article, so I figured we would, you know, read it tonight. But it would appear to me, after all those conversations with uh, Ethan about trying to figure out what uh, uh, gender clothing was on those mannequins, I saw <laughs> a headline today that said, Alleged burglar caught molesting mannequin on store surveillance video. <laughs> now, I immediately thought, well, Weeks, Weeks fucking did it. He went and he did it. He, he shelved up the fucking mannequin. So, well, you know, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't. don't Confirm or deny yet. Let's read the article, all right, and see what happens, okay? Okay. All right. Here we go. Fresh different strokes for different folks could be aptly applied to the case of a man who was reportedly caught, in, caught on camera having sex with a mannequin during an <laughs> alleged burglary. According to the uh, a local newspaper... A man identified only as Bruno, I could totally see you as a Bruno, was arrested Friday in connection with the January 27th break-in at a shopping center. While there is nothing too shocking about the crimes the man is accused of committing, the theft of discount clothing, it's the man's alleged behavior toward a mannequin caught on a store surveillance camera that has been raising eyebrows both within the Federation and abroad. The surveillance video which has been posted on YouTube, shows a man in the back hallway of a shopping center with the female mannequin, all right? It says female mannequin, so, you know, I think it, it had tits and no, you know, no cock. <laughs> While most people would likely consider such a mannequin to be a simply lay figure or tailor's dummy, 
The video, in this case, tells a different story. Dum dum. The mannequin, a headless double amputee, <laughs> appears to cause a great deal of arousal in her unexpected midnight visitor. The mannequin may only look human, minus a few limbs and a heartbeat, but her lack of articulation doesn't appear to cool the prowler's ardor. The video shows the suspect leaning the mannequin up against the wall and laying multiple kisses upon her shimmering, opalescent, plasticized breasts while gently stroking her torso. True to the tendencies of a typical adult human male, the foreplay lasts about 30 seconds before the mannequin is shoved aside as if she were just another merchandising display. While the man's subsequent actions are not entirely clear as his back is towards the camera, he does appear to pleasure himself in front of the spurned plastic lover. Then, just as quickly as the encounter began, the man can be seen zipping his trousers and walking off in an apparent aura of relief. He can be seen giving one last glance to his plastic lover before heading out of view. There were no goodbyes or sweet kisses for this Minuteman's girl, just a cool brush off before he fled like a thief in the night. The director of the shopping center, where the bizarre love affair occurred, uh, told the newspaper that when he watched the video, he was shocked by the lewd, flaky, and clueless act. It was a strange thing, without rhyme or reason, shop owner said. According to the Mirror, Bruno was arrested Friday when he went back to the store during normal shopping hours. The store employee reportedly recognized him as the plastic lover in the surveillance video. Um... And let's see, Bruno has reportedly declined to discuss his extracurricular activities with the store mannequin. About that, I will not talk, he said. Perhaps he recently saw a rerun of the 1987 film Mannequin, in which a department store window dresser named Jonathan Switcher, played by Andrew McCarthy, falls in love with a mannequin, played by Kim Cattrall, who ultimately comes to life. Perhaps Bruno had the same hopes and dreams. Now, 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 John Weeks, are you Bruno? Did you do this? I got to uh, come clean. I did not. No, I did not. I did not do this, even though I wish I did. This sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, what? Oh, my you know, God. That guy's I got a lot video. of issues, but a lot of cuts, I got to say. I got to hand it to this guy. That's amazing. I mean,. <laughs> You 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 were advocating for somebody to feel up that shenanigan when Ethan was trying to figure out if that shirt was a girl's or boy's shirt, and I feel like somebody listened to that and went ahead. They couldn't tell what gender shirt it was, so they went in and they they were trying to decide which shirt to steal. So in order to do so, they started feeling up the mannequin, and then I think maybe they got a little you know too into it. I mean, is that all that wrong, really, you know, when you think about it? Uh, you know, it was rational and logical to think, hey, you know, sometimes you don't know if it's for a guy or a girl, and, and you really got to do some, uh, you know, it's like it's science. You got to experiment with it, and you got to find out if it's meant for a man or a woman. If it's on a mannequin, you got to find out if that mannequin is a, a lady or a guy. So, you know, that makes sense, that part of it. I mean, the attraction between the guy and the mannequin, I can understand that as well. If the mannequin's dressed well, looks pretty good, girl keeps herself, you know, maintained and whatnot, I can understand the laws of attraction. 
It worked, you know? This, this mannequin was not dressed at all. The mannequin was naked, and the guy is sucking on her breasticles, and she has no head. And how do you think she lost her arms? Well, you know, some of those, some of those uh, sex acts can get quite violent sometimes. Uh, you know, it, it could have even, even been mannequin on mannequin violence. You never know. Those, those mannequins are pretty crazy sometimes. You said some of those check backs? What? Well, no, sex acts. And, uh, you know, it could have been mannequin on mannequin violence. Huh? What? what? <laughs> you sound like Fogarty. Oh, my God, it's Fogarty here? <laughs> but, you know, is it really that terrible? Well, I understand. Why Why shouldn't the mannequin have, not have a head? I don't understand mannequins that don't have heads. They should all have heads. That doesn't make sense. I mean, you know, let me just make sure this mannequin, oh, no, never mind. It's going to play an ad. I think it's a headless mannequin. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. And then in, in other weird news, uh, oh, by the way, uh, what did you think of the Super Bowl on Sunday? Oh, uh, one of the most boring Super Bowls I've ever seen. Bruno Mars was the only thing exciting about it. I felt bad for uh, Peyton Manning. I was really rooting for him. And terrible Super Bowl, though, I thought. Yeah. Terrible. I, you, you know, everyone was asking, what are you doing for the Super Bowl? You know what I said to them, John Weeks? What did you say? My taxes. <laughs> and I did. I planned it out. So right when the Super Bowl started, I was on that H&R Block website doing my damn taxes. And you know what was tragic about it is I finished that so quickly and it was still, like, in the first quarter. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the game. I mean, I don't really understand football anyway, so I don't really, you know, care. But then Bruno Mars was great. And, I, you know, what was really bothering you, and I posted this as a status, but that all these, these people, um, oddly, it was a lot of my musical theater friends that I would think would have more respect for him um, but, you know, they got spoiled with Beyonce last year, who's like the the second coming of Christ to a lot of my friends. <laughs> so uh, you got the Bruno Mars this year, and people were like very torn. Like, uh, I remember my friend Erica posted that someone said, oh, Bruno Mars is playing halftime. And some one of her friends is like, oh, I can't wait. And another one is like, oh, like gag me with a spoon. I don't understand because... If, if you're upset, like I said on the Facebook, if you're upset about Bruno Mars being the halftime show, you haven't been paying attention to Bruno Mars. Right. I, I agree with that. You know, Bruno Mars is not my favorite musician, but, you know, I respect him in that he, I think he works hard. He's got good music. He sings well. And uh, he's a showman in every sense of the, uh, the, the word. You know, he puts on a really good show. I, I like that doo-wop, that kind of like, Nostalgia, you know, dancing and whatnot, and I think that's mm-hmm. uh, really good. I, I, I recognize his talent. I do, I do like him, and I think he put on a great uh, Super Bowl halftime show. You know, I, I again, not the star power that is Beyonce, but I think uh, a performance just as equal as as her own. You know, I'm not a fan of Beyonce, and I would take Bruno Mars over Beyonce any day. You know, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm going to put that out there now. You mean like like to to bang? <laughs> Oh, no, definitely. I would, yeah, definitely, I would do that. But uh, you know, I, I'm just gonna say it, I enjoyed Bruno Mars' performance better than uh, Beyonce's. I'm gonna go there. Although you have to admit, it was pretty damn cool when when you know Kelly and Michelle came out there with her. 
That's true. That's true. I will, you know, I I will put it out there. That that's true. I do like Kelly and, and Michelle even better than Beyonce. So that was that was key. That was key. <laughs> <laughs> Said nobody ever. <laughs> hey, come on. But, uh, um. Yeah, uh, you know, when I was, uh, oh, oh, yeah, about the whole showman thing. Uh, did you see his when Bruno Mars did SNL last season? I did. I saw that actually. Yes. Incredible. Yes, incredible. He he's he's a great performer and musician. He's great. I like him, and he's remained relevant. His music's gotten better. I think it, it was relatively simple with that amazing song and. It's just gotten better, I think. You know? What amazing song, Locked Out of Heaven? You're amazing. Can you do that again? Uh, I really don't want to. You're amazing. All right, no, <laughs> <laughs> you know, earlier today, I was I was working on tonight's show. I know. Mm-hmm. Shut the hell up, whoever's listening and, and is like, wait, they actually work on this show? Shut, shut up. <laughs> so I was, I was working on the show, and I meant to write your name, and I wrote my name or vice versa, and <clears throat> I think for a split second, I had no, no clue which one of us was the other. I didn't know who was who. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> you're like the director. I'm like the sidekick of this show, uh, you know. <laughs> and a lot of work goes into the show, you know. Not, not that I do any of it. I, I don't do any oh, of I it. I thought you said a lot of wardrobes in this show, <laughs> <laughs> which which would be ridiculous. Costume change for a radio show. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of work goes into it. Not that I do any of it, and uh, uh, you know, it's. That's why it makes it so great. I, I really think that I lost my damn mind for a second. I couldn't tell if I was you or if I was me, and I guarantee you none of that shit would have happened if it weren't for the fucking birds and Jersey and the Georgia and all that shit. I find myself zoning out every once in a while when I see birds. That's why I moved to Vermont. I told you it's uh, so cold here. There's no, no birds. So you know, I've I've been escaping birds for you know ever since that event. It's it's uh, you know because I do go back into you know post traumatic stress you know uh, you know episodes every once in a while and I go crazy. That's why I really try to isolate myself uh, from the rest of the world and birds especially. What happens when you go crazy? What's what 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 happens to you? Well, I get very violent in the beginning, and I want to go after those birds and hurt them and bring, bring a lot of pain and violence to their lives. But then I start, you know, the more I hate them and the more I think about them, I become them. And uh, I told you I have a kind of like I pass out, and in, the, in my dream when I pass out, I start thinking about being a bird. I start thinking that I can fly, and uh, I want to go to the, the highest point in Vermont, like a mountain, maybe that wasn't so smart coming to Vermont, jump off of it and fly. 
<laughs> again, all these problems should have been solved by Back to the Future 2. And uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, you're, you're still going to fucking die if you do that. That's, well, that's, that's correct. But in this, this kind of state, this kind of insane state, uh, you know, I wouldn't even care about that because I think I'm a bird. I think I'm, a, I'm able to fly. <laughs> it's like a weird kind of Stockholm Syndrome thing. These birds have kept you prisoner, and now it's all you know, and, and you, you abide by the bird nature, and you, you become <laughs> one with the bird. In these in, in these moments where you r- relapse into insanity, do you think that uh, you're uh, you have feathers and wings? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I think I have the most beautiful wings a bird could have. I, I, I have I have like a chicken head and uh, like a wing, you know, with a big nose and uh, you know, and some big wings, a wingspan of like eight feet, and I feel like I'm the king of the birds. Like all birds bow before me. <laughs> what, what do these big, beautiful wings look like? Well, they're red on the top and yellow on the bottom, and my head's yellow, so it matches most of my body, <laughs> which is also yellow. And uh, they're nice and gentle, and they're so soft you could fall asleep on your own wings sometimes. And then I then. As I wake up from this kind of crazy state, um, I start thinking that, you know, as I go back to my human form, I really like fried chicken. And so I, and so I want, I'm looking at my wings and it looks tastier and tastier and I fight myself and I wake up from the state. And then you wake up? Yes, and then I wake up. Oh my God, John Meeks, Uh, we are so fucked up from that. (laughs) <laughs> fucking bachelor party and wedding. Anyway, let's let's move on. Let's try and, you know, I know we'll be texting about it for hours later now that I've brought it up and I apologize to both of us profusely. But I really could not tell earlier if I was me or if you were you or I was you. That is disturbing, my friend. You don't want to be me at all. <laughs> I, I know. I stepped into your shoes for a second today. Anyway, do you know what time it is, John Weeks? Oh, my gosh. It's a hot mess of work. And filling in for the Wizard of Waverly Place tonight, it is, he's sick as a house, John Weeks, it is the author of um, my second, what's, what the hell's the title again? That, that's the worst introduction of all time. <laughs> That's, that's my second. I, to, my oh, it's my unofficial right, I, second to last will and testament. It is Robert Biederman. What's up, They're gonna be running straight to Amazon for that one. <laughs> it's, the book is available at Amazon. It is hilarious, and it's just it, you know for some reason I can never remember the actual how the words go in the title. My unofficial, my unofficial second to last will and testament by Robert Biederman, Esquire. The, oh, now you got it. So, Rob, what's going on? You got a cold? 
I, you know what? It's something about uh, uh, ice storms that that do it to me every time. Ooh. <laughs> Are you, have you been out in the cold a lot, shoveling snow to get your car out? Yeah, I've been. I, look, I've been trudging into work. I've been taking that mass transit. Um, can't imagine why any germs would be there, but they got me this time. <laughs> I, 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 I today. Can't wait, I can't wait. When we're done with this, I'm going to be doing a keg stand in NyQuil. It's very exciting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just heard today that uh, the place where you find the most germs is on the cardio equipment at the gym. Ugh. Oh, well, now you tell me. <laughs> I know, right? You're the same uh, anyway. I need to work out every time I see it. <laughs> so, who have you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Awards? Well, I'd just like to, first of all, thank you so much. I'm honored to be uh, filling in for this uh, prestigious category here. Um, I did yes. have a question now. Do they, you should do, do, they, do they pick up their awards, or do we, do we mail them to, to the winners? We, uh, uh, Weiss, you want to take this one? Well, well, we don't do either. We just, well, they, they, in a way, they pick them up. We throw them through their house windows. That's what oh, we're that doing. sounds sweet. <laughs> that's so we, we deliver. What, we deliver. That's what the Special Emmys delivery. the first three years. <laughs> Weiss swoops down as a bird from a mountain in Vermont <laughs> and delivers them crashed through the windows. That's right. Well, now, now I'm excited to do these. Yay! Yeah. All right. So, all right. Hot Mess Award winner number one, Mm. Sochi. We're giving number one to Sochi. Now, I don't want to jump on the Sochi uh, bashing bandwagon because Lord knows there are more original hot messes out there. But um, I don't know if you read this, but when reporters are instructed not to use the water in their hotels because, quote, it contains something very dangerous. That is the actual definition of a hot mess. Uh, unless the hot water isn't working on that particular day, which I'm told is another complaint from some of the journalists over there. On the bright side, though, this is the first time that Russian officials have actually prevented reporters from being poisoned. <laughs> Look up uh, Alexander Litvinko there for a little history there in Russian journalist poisoning. Thank you. Do we, Thank you for that. Go to the second one here. Yes, well, that's, and that was literally a hot mess. I like it. That was literally yeah, a hot mess. It was a hot mess coming out of the faucet. That's what I've read. All right, uh, <laughs> so winner number two is the lady on the subway platform this morning. Now, the subways okay. themselves were actually a hot mess this morning, but, again, I feel this is a bit too obvious. So I'm handing out the award to, dare I say, a middle-aged woman, uh, Union Square, who felt the need on, on a very crowded platform, mind you, to stop at the bottom of the stairs to apparently ponder life's mysteries and block everyone else on the very crowded platform from exiting <laughs> up those stairs. Now, here's a mystery that perhaps she was pondering. Uh, what are staircases used for? That could have been what she was thinking about. <laughs> the answer that the three of us know is it's for going up the fucking stairs. But, but, this, but believe it or not, this is not why the middle-aged lady on the subway platform this morning is getting a hot mess award, even though she deserved it. No Siri Ryan. She is getting the Hot Mess Award because in her possession this morning, along with three shopping bags and a breakfast sandwich from 7-Eleven, was a three-foot-long jousting rod that I'm told occasionally uh, some people will use as an umbrella. Now, I don't know if you've seen these monstrosities that people carry, but they're they're not needed in Manhattan unless locusts are actually falling from the sky. And even then, I'm convinced a baseball cap can still do the trick. 
But if you're going to carry this long, pointy object around a very crowded subway station, perhaps carry it vertically. You know, like a drum major. Just carry it, like, up and down. You can march to whatever lovely subway music is being perpetuated on the masses this particular morning. But, of course, a freaking course, she has to tuck the weapon. Because let's just call it what it is. It's a freaking weapon. It, it, you know, it can tail you under her armpit, but sticking out about 18 inches behind her. So, lady on the subway platform, you are officially a hot mess, which is still better than being called a murderer, uh, which I would not be surprised if that's what she actually was booked for later in the morning after I miraculously escaped the platform with my life. So, she's number two. Weeks that, uh, you know, Weeks used to carry a weapon under his, his, uh, in his armpits as well. It was the stench. <laughs> it was the stench, and it was vile. Deadly. Look, there are plenty of people who, who can carry that, you know, on the subway with them, and, and we've all witnessed carry that, but at least they don't take up additional space. <laughs> yeah. This lady I would had say, no sense I would say of proxemics, Jerry Clark. Look, when it comes, uh, when it comes to subway uh, inappropriateness, uh, murder is just a shade under taking up too much space. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with my commute. And, yes, exactly. Kill me if you want, but just do it from afar on the subway. That's right. Let me, let me, <laughs> and who's your third let hot me read mess? my magazine. So my third hot mess, uh, The Bachelor, the guy, the girls, the producers, Chris Harrison, all of them, there's one giant hot mess. Uh, to the girls, if you're not familiar with the show by now, the girls all fall for this guy because he's The Bachelor. Right? If he approached her in one of a bar, it's probably like 50-50 even gets her number. But now, he's the bachelor. So they're all ready to marry him and have his babies after a group date. Right? That's, a, that's right. A group date where they have to battle like eight other women for his affection. Now, at the end of the group date, they each get a few minutes of this uh, one-on-one time, right, where they're going to whine about not getting enough attention from him because Lord knows nothing's a bigger turn-on to guys than a girl crying that she's not getting enough attention so then they make out. This is actually how they make out. And then the girl, like, blushes to the camera about how crazy they are about each other while he's making out with the next girl. It is <laughs> insane. It is hot mess. It is crazy. It's the freaking Bachelor. And if I may, Ryan, if I may, I know it's yes, my first time. You may. But I have a fourth. I have a bonus hot mess. Award oh, you're a bonus. All right, number four, me. Me, I'm a hot mess. And you know why? You? Why You know that? why? Because I why? love The Bachelor. I can't get enough of it. I DVR <laughs> it every week. I read recaps <laughs> online. It is amazing, fictional, bullshit television, and, and I'm completely in love with it. I give it a rose every night. Every night. <laughs> the sad part is that sometimes I actually like to pretend that I'm The Bachelor. You know, and like all those hot ladies that they're pining for me, and I have to choose one. Which is just, it's beyond comical because I can't even get a girl on OkCupid to return my advances. <laughs> Come on, you're on, you're on OkCupid. I kept my shirt on in all the pictures. All right, that's what they think of the guys. They always, they, they take their shirts off. My shirt's on. Write me back, damn it. And I'm sick. So just consider me one giant mess of mucusy hot mess misery. That's me. Oh, man, that is you. Thank wow. you. That's, you know. Hey, I will uh, look forward weeks. to Weeks throwing my award through a window later this year. <laughs> weeks, guess what? What? Fogarty's out, man. Fuck that. 
What do you mean, Fogarty? I, I had to agree. Fogarty might have oh, I can't, out I can't be this. responsible for that. That was an amazing <laughs> performance, my friend. That was excellent. Yes, that was excellent. I, I appreciate that very much. Thank you All very right. much. All right, now, Rob, I have a question for you. Are you lubed up and ready to joke off? I don't know if that's much of a question because we we've known each other a long time. I'm always I'm always just lubed up. I mean that's you know. <laughs> and, and and John Weeks, are you uh have you lubricated your anal cavity? I have. I'm a, and I got the anal mist ready too. <laughs> All right, kick us off, Sir Weeks. Okay, here we go. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy! Because I'm just remembering, I'm remembering two weeks ago when you took like an eternity to tell each joke. <laughs> I ruined the joke off then. I'll probably ruin it today too. But no, I'm, no. Still, I'm still thinking about his anal cavity. If that's okay, I, <laughs> ah, it's so just it's full of mist. Gorillas in the mist. I'm a little scared of what I'm going to think about when I'm under the Nyquil haze in about an hour. <laughs> Birds. <laughs> CVS Pharmacy announced today the company will stop selling cigarettes. In response, smoker said, <laughs> Very nice, very nice. Tomorrow marks Jay Leno's last Tonight Show. Again. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to skip this one and just wait for the next one. <laughs> okay. What? Why? Jimmy, oh, no, no. Jimmy Fallon will take over tonight's show duties on February 17th. He'll be hosting until September when the show will be taken over by a charming gray-haired comedian, coincidentally named Jay Leno. Ah. <laughs> According to a chart posted on Reddit, people very rarely listen to their voicemails these days. Oh, come on. I forgot what year it was, said Rob Peterman. <laughs> the true story. <laughs> that, was, that was a great Rob Peterman impression, Weeks. So you gave him a terrible. southern drawl. That was better than I do. That was, uh, <laughs> I, 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 now I know what I sound like. <laughs> Anti-abortion groups have begun to boycott Girl Scout cookies after the Girl Scouts have posted links to articles supporting Texas State Senator and pro-choice supporter Wendy Davis. I find it odd that they're boycotting cookies, as most anti-abortion groups are full of fat, cookie-loving cunts. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Meal released a list of Starbucks' unhealthiest drinks. Among these are the caramel brulee latte, white hot chocolate, and the caramel apple spice drink. Full of protein, however, the hazelnut jizz macchiato. <laughs> I thought that was good. That's cool. It's the hazelnut that does it. <laughs> Delicious. Joan Collins revealed on a British television show that the three top reasons her marriage stays intact are sex and sex. Ugh. Said everybody. <laughs> These are the jokes I would usually give to Fogarty. You're, you're doing a nice job with them, Lee. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm trying my best. It's Peterman. Peterman's bringing the best out of me. <laughs> Mary Barra, 
the first female CEO of General Motors gets paid half what her male predecessor made. In response, Barra said, I knew I shouldn't have cut my cock off. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's just bringing back a painful memory. Oh, well, Several what? senators from states where President Obama is deeply unpopular have been attempting to distance themselves from the commander-in-chief. They're concerned the Senate will lose its Democratic majority come the November elections. They're worried that double the amount of nothing will get done. (laughs) (laughs) A Los Angeles woman was convicted Tuesday of second-degree murder after driving two miles with a dying man on her mid-shield. Deputy District Attorney John Harlan said, we do not tolerate someone who does not pull over when they see someone on their windshield. <laughs> oh, really, Mr. Harlan? Because I was planning on taking a joyride with Grandma Estelle strapped to my windshield later this evening. Damn it. <laughs> I love Los Angeles. <laughs> that, that quote from that guy, we, we do not tolerate someone who does not pull over when they see someone on their windshield. <laughs> I mean, the guy died. It's horrible, but that quote is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. They, they probably wrote her a jaywalking ticket, too, afterwards when she got out of the car. <laughs> and Jay riding on the fucking hood of the car, too. All right. Former American Idol runner-up Clay Aiken is running for Congress in North Carolina. Just what we need, another Aiken in Congress. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A Colombian councilman is slamming Shakira for promoting lesbianism in her new music video with Rihanna. Shut up, councilman, said men everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Darn straight. Right. Yup. In a report this week, the UN committee severely criticized the Vatican for its attitudes toward homosexuality, contraception, and abortion. Instead, it should review its policies to ensure children's rights and their access to health care. In response, the Vatican said, Children have plenty of rights. They have all the rights they need to our cocks. Who are you? The fucking Walita crew that hated those Catholic jokes? That's right. Zach Efron revealed on Conan this week that the weirdest gift he's ever received from a fan was a piece of skin. Weeks, I thought I told you to stop sending Zach Efron parts of your skin. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't your foreskin, was it? No, it was not. That is still attacked. Oh. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres surprised Sophia Vergara with a male stripper to celebrate her pending nuptials. This reminds me of the time uh, Tom Snyder whipped his cock out in front of Rita Marino on the Olsen Morrow show. <laughs> what a wonderful moment of the golden age of television. That's still James on my Franco's, James Franco's new film, Maladies, will feature Franco playing an actor named James. And yes, he'll probably be an actor named James who sucks dick. <laughs> Police responded to reports of screaming coming from a home in Maine. They didn't find a victim of domestic violence as they feared. Instead... They found a riled-up pig. When the pig was found, he told police, I did not know anything about those lane closures on the George Washington Bridge. (laughs) 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 
Authorities in South Florida say deputies shot a naked man after he attacked a retired police officer and spit another man on the face at Delray Beach. Would you like some Chianti with your bath salts, Ricky? <laughs> Dude, what is the world coming to with these crazy stories? <laughs> really, that that somehow makes it down the bottom of the list, too. Like, <laughs> naked man biting a you know, man in the face like that. It should be like the top story, shouldn't it? Police in Las Vegas arrested Luis Chavarin for murder after he allegedly killed a man he was arguing with about the jukebox. It turns out Luis wanted to listen to the original version of Money Money and not the damned Billy Idol version. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) A young Louisiana teen has been charged with animal cruelty after video surfaced of him allegedly smacking a puppy across the face and head. Poor young man was severely misguided when he was taught how to masturbate. (laughs) (laughs) A cafeteria worker in a Massachusetts middle school allegedly threatened to shoot up the school where she worked following a dispute with a co-worker. I'm thinking about going out to buy an AK-47 and shooting this fucking school up, Wendy Ferris said, according to a police report. I thought my lunch ladies were grumpy. Sloppy joke, slop, slop, sloppy joke, yeah. Sloppy joke, sloppy, sloppy, sloppy joke, yeah. In a recent Vulture article, Nicolas Cage talks about his new film, Men With No Fear. This was shortened from its original title, Men With No Fear of Terrible, Terrible Acting. Sunday's Super Bowl was the most watched event in television history the only people who missed it the Denver Broncos (laughs) too soon too soon (laughs) New Jersey Governor Chris Christie said earlier this week I am so disappointed that this has happened but I'm also determined to get to the bottom of it and to fix it once and for all if I haven't fixed it already. Turns out he wasn't talking about the traffic scandal. He was talking about how fucking fat he's gotten. <laughs> <laughs> New Jersey Governor Chris Christie will speak at the 2014 Conservative Political Action Conference, organized by the American Conservative Union next month, a year after he was snubbed by the conference for not being sufficiently conservative. Organizers of the conference said he didn't meet the idiocy quota so perfectly exemplified by Sarah Palin, Michelle Bachman, and your boy, Rick Santorum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, well, he's, you know, when it comes to lube, Santorum should know all about that with that whole frothy, misty uh, mixture. <laughs> that's right. In an interview that yeah. aired on Sunday, President Barack Obama told Bill O'Reilly that he isn't the most progressive president in history. No shit! said Obama from 2008. Dylan Farrow published an open letter to her father, Woody Allen, over the weekend that accused the legendary director of sexually abusing her when she was seven years old. In response, Woody said he would never do that and that he's he's a happily married man. He then looked to the woman next to him and realized he's married to another woman who is also his daughter. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. 
U.S. Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia told law students at the University of Hawaii on Monday that the nation's highest court was wrong to uphold the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II. So in an unprecedented moment, Antonin Scalia, a little less of a douchebag today. (laughs) (laughs) A group of topless women staged a clandestine video shoot in Columbia University's Butler Library back in November. But the yoke's on you. Their intention was not to titillate, but to defy you to watch to the end. In the video, they do gross things like crack eggs on each other and rub the yolks into the floor. Well, the joke's on you, ladies, because I came right when I saw your gorgeous titty breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Week, you're one sick fuck, you know that? <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. You should send so, that video to the, uh, to the young lad in Louisiana who was taught how to masturbate wrong. <laughs> yeah, and we should married. send it to the guy who's molesting the mannequin so you see what a real lady looks like. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, uh, hey, Fogarty's out, man. Biederman's in. Thank you so much for coming on the program tonight. It's such short notice. I greatly appreciate it, my friend. Thank That's you right. for Thank having you. me, sir. Always a pleasure. Wonderful. Always a pleasure. Get his book <laughs> on Amazon. My second to unoffend. What is oh, it called? Christ. You know what? Just they have a better they have a better chance of looking up Biederman on Amazon and figuring out how to spell my last name than to go by the title as you're giving it. It's called my unofficial second to last will and testament. Is that right? Absolutely. It makes great bathroom reading. It's made with fifty percent bran. <laughs> it's very binding. Pun intended. <laughs> Good night, right, sir. Thanks, guys. Take Good night. Care. Thank you, sir. An honor. All right, so weeks. Uh, yes. Let's uh, let's 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 uh, let's 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 like 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 have you have you like like have you ever measured your cock? Um, so what else here? Uh, oh hey hey, I uh, I I I I went to see Panic at the Disco last night uh, at the Ooh. Roseland Ballroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went with you. Oh, thanks for the excitement. That was. Wonderful. Uh, no, no, wait. I went. That's, that's a great fan. Uh, what do they sing? Do they sing that Mr. Astor? Is that Mr. Astor song? That wait, that? I think you actually know the song. Did, say it one more time. Mr. Astor? Somebody in the bedroom. That's all? Yeah, how do you know that? I know that song, man. I like them. They're not too bad. I like. I listen to, what do you think? I listen to Tommy James all the time? What are you talking about? Uh, I, I don't know. You, you know, usually you know, you're listening to that that Irish guy who's just kind of you know the same all the time. I know you, you hate all my fans. You hate you too. You hate King Leon. You hate you hate all of them. That's very true. So odd. Um, but but wait a second. I'm really curious. Where did you hear the song? Did you see him on a, a late night show or or the radio? No, or I saw the uh, I saw the music video and uh, I thought it was damn good. Yeah, where'd you see the music video? Um, it, it was like late, 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 late night MTV. It was like you know four in the morning, like a couple weeks ago. They showed a music video on MTV. You should have fucking taken a picture of that moment, man, and broadcast it to the world. <laughs> they, they seriously do it for like an hour, and if you're lucky and you're up that late and crazy enough, you will catch it. Is that that <laughs> pinhead guy still on there? 
No, they got rid of Matt Pinfield, man. I love Matt Pinfield. He was like the musical god. He knew everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that bald-headed guy. So the, we went. It, I went with my uh, friend and colleague, Matthew Eskew, and we leave work. We get there. Uh, Roseland Ballroom is on 52nd and Broadway with the entrance on 52nd. We go to 52nd where the entrance is. There's a line. We turn the corner. The line continues. We go all the way back on the Broadway side, and then we have to turn, and the line continues some more onto 43rd, uh, 53rd, and then we go all the way back to that one, take another left, go onto 8th Avenue, the line's going even further back down to the end of that block, and then we finally turn onto the corner where the block is to begin with, and we're waiting. We literally went around the entire block to oh get in the God. back of the fucking line. Isn't that fucking crazy? Oh, my God. Jeez. It was cr- crazy. So we already had tickets. Uh, I mean, everyone did. So It was sold out, whatever. So we, we get there, uh, and I'm telling you, Weeks, the first two bands, the crowd was a nightmare. Like, just like it was the, – the crowd was, like, screaming if a, a stagehand or a roadie went on stage or, a, you know, one of these guys. You know those guys? Oh, yeah, those guys. I know those guys. Yeah, those, one of those kind of guys. They would just flip out like and be like, nothing's happening. And the worst was like when the first band came out, uh, there was this huge rush to the stage, so everyone moves forward. And that was really miserable. And so then, like, uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with their kind of core fan base, but there's, you know, there were a lot of younger women there that mm-hmm. it was very uncomfortable to be that close to. So <laughs> we, we, were, we were like, me and Matt had to put our, our arms in, in, in front of us and like to block these ladies from, you know, getting in the way and stuff. I'm pretty sure at one point I scolded a 12-year-old for hitting me. Um, and, uh, and then I felt guilty about it. Uh, but then I, I, oh. I apologized. And, and she, her friend was like, sorry about her, it's her first concert. Um, to which I said, mine was the Beach Boys. And then this lady in front of me, thank God she was there. I don't know where the hell she came from, but she goes, mine was the Monkees. So uh, quite an array of people, but, you know, their core fan base is these young girls. By the way, there's a whole lot of, uh, like, emo girls still, like, that have the pink hair and the green hair. I didn't know those girls still existed, did you? Well, I didn't know that, no, either. I thought they... they out of existence a long time ago. What's going on? They all showed up at this concert? Yeah, they, they all came out of the woods. It's, it's like, but the thing is, they weren't even, like, born then. So they, they come out, you know, they're coming straight out of Hot Topic in the post-mall in Milford, going right to the concert. Uh, is that even there anymore? Do you know? Oh, yeah. It's from what I remember two years ago. Yeah, it's still there. Okay. So, uh, very recent reference point. Thanks a lot. So, so then the after the first band, one of the guys uh, who was he was kind of like, like, mm, you know those kind of guys who's like, mm, oh, yeah, you know, know those guys, guys. Mm, mm, you know, mm, 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 tap your, hit your chest with me while we. Mm, Kind of guys, and he I gets up there, <laughs> and he says, and he goes, and he says, uh, he says, hey, uh, 
you guys need to move back a giant step. You are crushing the people in front. You're hurting the people in front. So everyone moves back. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it won't be so bad. And then the crowd got a little calmer for the second band. Then, um, miraculously, for the headliner, for Panic at the Disco, I think that guy who was like, hmm, I think he really scared people into being nice people and good, decent people. Because I turned, I turned to Matthew and I said, I believe that people are genuinely good at heart and this, this will really, you know, test it out, whether or not people rush the stage when Panic comes out. Because, as you know, John, Brendan Urie from Panic! at the Disco is the most beautiful boy ever in the history of boys, <laughs> and I'm in love with him. And, I mean, if anyone's going to rush the stage, it would be me, and I sure wasn't going to do it. So, Eskew uh, <laughs> was like, uh, nope, I don't think, I think people suck. But then, miraculously, Panic! came out, and I think the people there all had good hearts because there was no huge rush to the stage. Everyone remained fairly calm. Uh, and and for the first time all night, we had room to clap and stuff, which wasn't the case with the other two bands. So amazingly, for the headliner, people calmed down, which was great, um, and um, it was a great concert. We both really enjoyed it, and then for the encore, I mean, the whole time Brendan is in uh, skinny black leather pants and a gold blazer, which he also wore that gold blazer to honor uh, Billy Joel at the Kennedy Center, um, but then for the Encore, uh, uh, it, it, he was shirtless, and I still haven't gotten over that. <laughs> That's why you go. You go because you like the lead singer. Fogarty? <laughs> the Brad Brad is Yuria? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brendan Urethra. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I do love the lead singer. Well, also, he's the only original member of the band left because uh, Ryan and John left the band years ago, and Spencer is in rehab. So Brendan is the only like Panic of the Disco member in Panic of the Disco now, but he has become Panic of the Disco. And you know, you don't really think of the other guys when you think of him. The other guys are great, but they're not really in the band. Brendan's the only. It's kind of like uh, you know me with my Monday show. I got all these people who come and go, but I'm the one constant, you know? It's, it's, right. That's how Brendan is. I think he's made the, uh, the, the band better, or at least more uh, higher profile, because I saw them uh, on MTV. I did, I, listen, I heard of them, but I never looked up their music or saw their videos, and it was on MTV. And um, I've been hearing a lot more about them, too. So I think they're gonna, they're, they've gotten more popular. Yeah, then. isn't that so weird? Like, that's that's what I was saying to Eskew last night. I'm glad you said that because I, I thought I was losing my mind. But I turned to him last night and I said, you know, the last time I saw them, it was in Central Park, and um, it was in a small venue there. Like, I know it sounds stupid, like Central Park's huge, but it was in, like, a smaller area mm-hmm. by the summer at the summer stage. And I remember having room to move around, and, like, we we were still pretty close, and it wasn't like this. And I said to Eskew, like, but, but this is, like, crazy. The crowd's yeah. crazy. It's totally sold out. Almost all their American tour was sold out, like, immediately. Uh, and I think they might have to start playing bigger shows again. It seems like they've gotten this kind of regained popularity. And I, I have no idea how it happened, other than Miss Jackson and This Is Gospel. And, you know, these new songs are, are fucking great songs. Right. And I, I don't know. You know, I didn't know them before. 
but their music is very like new age and uh you know it's pretty pretty uh emotional and there's like an energy to it that i haven't heard in music in a long time you know i i you know you probably would disagree with me on this but uh, you know they sound like a new age um a uh, little slightly better uh fallout boy if you ask me but uh, maybe you know a little bit better but uh and, and I think they're, they're going to be very relevant, you know, especially with the their, their front man, if, if that's Yuria, you know, Brandon Yorita. <laughs> well, I mean, of course you would say that because, you know, Fallout Boy, what happened with Panic was that Pete Wentz, the bassist from Fallout Boy, he heard two Panic! at the Disco songs on MySpace and immediately signed them to his record label. So it makes sense that they sound like Fallout Boy because they're on the same label, and they do songs with Fall Out Boy, and they tour with Fall Out Boy. I mean, so it makes sense that you say that. Did you know that there was all those connections there? No, I had no idea, actually, because um, they have a similar music, you know, sound. It's a little, uh, little emo, but, you know, very yeah. charged. And, it, and a lot of pop has been inserted into it, you know, with uh, Panic at the Disco, and I think that's why they're very popular. I think they could even outgrow Fall Out Boy very easily. And I think they already have, so... Yeah, I, I've always preferred them to Fall Out Boy, mainly because Brandon is so much hotter than that stumpy patch of stump. Um, <laughs> you are too much, sir, too much. But so uh, my last point about the show from last night uh, and the band is that uh, that guy, we talked about the, you know Bruno oh. Mars being a showman tonight. We talked about Jimmy Fallon last week, Martin Short. That Brandon Urie is such a showman and like like i said like he is the band now you know none of the original members are there uh it's just him and and that's who everyone's there to see and he mm-hmm. gives you know 110 percent every time and so like last night he played the drums he played the piano he did that you know beat maker thing to make those like clapping sounds of miss jackson he played uh guitar and other times he just danced around the stage and, uh, and, and, you know, he doesn't hit every note perfectly, but the fact mm-hmm. that he, he, but the fact that he gives his all to every performance is way more important to me. Like, I'd rather see that than, you know, Michael Buble standing there singing perfectly. Like, uh, right. Brendan, don't get me wrong, is a great singer, but, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, well, you know, he didn't hit that note, but it's okay because he's, he is, like last night, the, we were close enough to see the sweat glistening on his face, and I just wanted to lick that right off. <laughs> you, you anyway, know, I, the I point know, is, I... that was kind of a weird backhanded kind of compliment, but I meant it as a compliment. And uh, uh, he's a great showman is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. And that'll take him far. You know, I, I think that, that, you know, that... That's a good point, because if you're going to see someone live, you want to see the live performance, you don't want to see this perfect kind of, you know, I'm not going to see, you know, what's what's it, Tony Bennett or something like that. That's, you know, when you want to, when you go live and you're seeing a band like Panic Disco, you want to see that intensity that they bring in their music videos and their music alone. So, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's all I care about. And, you know, uh, you, you know, a lot of people are going to complain about you, too. You know, he's getting old, he's got a terrible voice, but I'm going to see them live, man. I know they're not going to be perfect. I don't care. I, I just want to have a good time, and I think that's... When are you, when are you going? No, well, not, not you too. I'm going to see um, Kings of Leon uh, in a week. Oh, where? I'm going to see him at Mohegan. So you're going back to Connecticut for this? I'm going back to Connecticut. I'm taking a week off, too, but uh, 
the primary the primary reason is to see the the concert. Yeah. Who are you going with? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I got two tickets and uh, two, but I'm 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 very excited. I haven't gone to a concert in a long time. I had the last one. It was funny you said the first concert you went to was Beach Boys. That's the first uh, concert I went to too. Seriously? Yeah, Beach Boys. My father brought me to the Where Beach was Boys it? concert. Uh, it was in Connecticut. It was uh, I want to say Hartford, somewhere in Hartford. Huh. I the mine was um, Oakdale Theater, August thirty first. It was either nineteen ninety three or ninety four. Oh shit! I want to say Oakdale. I think it was Oakdale. It was Oakdale. So maybe we were we were destined to do this show from that night. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I must have to the Beast Boys. You know, they were they were great. But um, this one yeah, single bird swooped down, grabbed us by the hair, and <laughs> meshed us together into. <laughs> Of bird bird fearing men, uh, and, and you know about the Beach Boys though. My my friend John Anderson says, was it the real Beach Boys or the evil Mike Love version? <laughs> I saw the evil Mike Love version. So did I. I mean, that's that's the version I know. <laughs> the version was, I know and love. Yeah, it was good, but you know, it, you know, probably the originals were, would have been better. I saw Tommy James too. Have you seen Tommy James in concert? I haven't, but you saw him in Hamden, right? I saw him in Hamden. He was great. I, I was really impressed by Tommy James. Was this at Edgerton Park? No, no, no. This was uh, near the Miller Library in the, in the green there, on the green. And uh, he, he, he played just like, you know, he, he played like CD-quality music. I You know, you hear it. It's, it was perfect, you know. It, it was So in a way, you know, it wasn't as fun as like a live show when you go see Panic at the Disco, but... Um, it was impressive. You know, this guy's been around so long and, and still putting on quality concerts like that. That's you, you don't see that too much. Yeah, well, he's, you know, I, I, uh, uh, one of the things that his manager sent was the CD and DVD of uh, Tommy James Live at the Bitter End, which I'm actually looking at a picture of the album cover right now because I was playing Moni Moni from it before the show. Um, but uh, it, I, I watched it, and I was like, man, this guy's good live. And I yeah. asked him when he was on the show how, like, y- you go from having, like, such a, a, a clean, clear voice, great singing voice, to a great raspy singing voice in the same night. How do you do it? And he was like, well, uh, you know, I don't understand these guys like uh, Springsteen or Rod Stewart. I can't do that. I can't do it every night. They're like, money, money, I can only do once a week. ha <laughs> ha. And I, th- I thought that was fascinating, you know, that he he can't do that to his voice like like those guys. So it was, you know, a fascinating thing that, that you know. So he probably doesn't schedule more than one show a week because right. that's that big hit he's got to do, you know. Right, and that's smart. And he's, he's got that crystal blue persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you you know Panic at the Dip. You know the song, I chimed in with the haven't you people ever heard of, closing the goddamn door. No, you've heard that, right? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, definitely. That's a great yeah, song. Yeah, that's Panic. I had no idea. I, I When you sang that, it, it brought that fallout for you. But that was a while ago, right? 
That's yeah, all. it was like 2005 or six or something. Back yeah, when their Brandon stuff was has changed. This stuff has changed. So they've they've gone like a complete 180. That this stuff now is like so much more tense, so much more emotional, and a lot of pop infused kind of uh, music involved. It's just like it's totally that's totally different. Those are two totally different songs, like that and like what they have now. They really have spanned the musical genre gamut because what, their first album was a lot of songs like that one, like I Write Sins, Not Tragedies, with the, the thing I just sang, but, um, right. you know, a lot of emo, uh, electro-pop. And then what happened was the second album, for God knows what reason, uh, I think it was Ryan Ross who used to be in the band. I think it was his influence. He and Don Walker, the bassist, had a very um, different vision for the band. And their second album, called Pretty Odd, uh, well- First off, they got rid of the exclamation point after the word panic, and they put two periods between pretty and odd. Well, pretty, period, odd, period. So their, their, their punctuation was all messed up for the second <laughs> album. Um, and then they did, uh, you know, very Beatles-like music. They were taking it way old school. And what happened was that that was totally different from the first album. So then Ryan and John left the band to go mm-hmm. keep doing the Beatles-type music and started a new band called The Young Danes, which has since disbanded, uh, and Panic stayed as Brendan and Spencer, who then released this album called Vices and Virtues, where they just rocked out, popped out. It's like great rock, pop music, electro Mm -hmm. rock, pop, and it was getting more back to the first album sound, except like uh, catchier, like you were saying. And then that was like Vices and Virtues. And then now with this album, uh, they kind of continue that trend, except the difference is with this album, I think that there are, uh, it's more genre spanning in that some of these songs off the new album sound like they, they're like 80s new wave songs. And then some right. of them are those great pop rock songs like like Miss Jackson and This Is Gospel. And I'm telling you, man, everyone in that crowd last night knew every word to every song. And it was it was nice to, you know, nice to sing along like that, you know. Right. They're... they're definitely getting more explosive. I think they've created their own sound and they've gone above and beyond what they were. And, and to have a, to, to like a band like that is, is pretty impressive too, because they've spanned so many uh, genres of music, you know, that's, and to be, it survive and to flourish is something else too. I think they deserve a lot more credit, you know, but, uh, but then again, you don't want to get them too popular. Then they, uh, you know, then it gets a little uh, hairy there, you know, it gets a little hooty there. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I've been with you. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, I've been with you. I heard, I heard that today in a Gristidis. But that, uh, the, the, what you were just saying about how like they, they don't, they deserve more credit, and so, all that credit goes to Brendan Urie, because like I said, he's the only dude still in yeah. the group. Right. Right. You know. Right. Except- Spencer, I think, is coming back, but he's in rehab, rehab now, so they have a different drummer. Um, anyway, uh, I'm in love with him, but he's a married man. Although recently, uh, do you remember that D'Angelo video where D'Angelo's completely buck-ass naked? I remember that. That caused a lot of waves uh, and, and probably sold a lot more albums than it should have. That video helped <laughs> a lot, yeah. Yeah, so Brandon and Panic! at the Disco, they came out with a video that paid homage to the D'Angelo video with their song called Girls, Girls, Boys, which is kind of like a bisexual anthem kind of thing, and it's just Brendan uh, there naked. 
and it's amazing. So uh, then, um, uh, uh, what you know, it, it, Brandon is married to this girl, Sarah uh, Uri, <laughs> who would have known, um, and <laughs> they are the most gorgeous couple I've ever seen. They're like this gorgeous emo hipster couple. Um, and however, and so that, you know, of course, put a damper on my chances with him. But then <laughs> recently when they came out with that video for Girls, Girls, Boys, and it's all about kind of like bisexuality and stuff, Brendan told some magazine that he's like, I've had some experience with bisexuality and homosexuality. And, and then, you know, the, the, the options opened right up again. I was like, oh, you know, what if, what if they get divorced, huh? Yeah, then maybe, maybe I'll get in there, you know? Um, but I hope they don't. I, I really, they, they're adorable. And, uh, it, you know, it's, uh, uh, I mean, he's so hot is what I'm saying. So hot. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. What, what do you think that dog that lives by itself, Mousy, is doing right now, John Week? Well, Mousy's got herself in some trouble. Remember last week, Mousy was uh, in court uh, through the night court. Oh, that's right. There's a cliffhanger. There was a cliffhanger, right? You re- remind us what happened last week uh, with the night court where it was like, Okay, now go ahead. Well, Mousy the talking dog was on trial for the murder. Manslaughter, really. Manslaughter charges the for the death of Corey. You know, Corey was a close personal friend of mine. He, too, was a dog. And um, there was a party at Mousy's house in, in Connecticut, and uh, Corey got, had a little too much to drink, and Mousy allowed, her, allowed him to drink too much. And he was playing a little bit of rock band. He was twerking it a little bit too much, and he jumped over the couch and landed into the TV, uh, thus killing himself and um, really causing a fire. Uh, in, in, throughout the entire house, which is still being, uh, you know, fixed up, renovated. And um, so Malcolm was brought to, to the trial by the state prosecution, uh, and uh, they brought charges of uh, manslaughter against her, and she was at trial last week, and still the, the jury's uh, in a deadlock right now. Um, but Malcolm has got herself into some more trouble. Uh, first of all, after taking the stand, she clapped in the seat uh, during cross testimony. <laughs> cross-examination. She crapped. She just crap. So they had to take a, a moment of recess for the entire day to clean it up. The smell was still there. <laughs> just, hold terrible. on. Put, put a pause, pause, pause. I just want to okay. point out that for the first time ever on Blazing Right Backstage, I saw someone enter the chat room, like, with an actual name. It was Sean Joyce was the name of the screen name in the chat room. So that person had to have been listening to our show. And as soon as he said she crapped in the seat, that person got the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you may proceed, Your Honor. Okay, okay, but uh, after that fiasco, there were uh, other fiascos. One of which included uh, during trial um, in the ch- judges' chambers, all the parties were meeting privately uh, discussing the case because of the jury being deadlocked. Mousy just started humping the judges' uh, legs, and um, because of that, they said that this was. Uh, Real dad, it was, uh, uh, and it was showing a conflict of interest because actually the judge liked it, and um, uh, <laughs> the judge put the judge put Mal, uh, held Mousy in contempt of court. She's now being held uh, on bond in uh, the local uh, 
prison, and uh, the jury's still deadlocked. We're still waiting in a, a verdict. <laughs> so it's another cliffhanger then, huh? It's another cliffhanger. I'm sorry. I got it. Uh, you know, it's it's it's. Uh, there's no justice for Corey yet. I'm, I'm hoping uh, Mousy goes away for a long time. Is the is the is the judge? I can't remember. A human or a dog? The judge is a human. Okay. What does the judge look like? Big, tall, skinny guy, um, ugly as anything, and uh, he's got he's, he's he's a redhead. He's got red hair. <laughs> All right. And uh, what's your favorite scene in She's the Main Bang the Main Bang? Okay. My favorite scene is She's the Main Bang the 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 the whereabouts of this kind of treasure. And, uh, you know, Chuck is asked to explain what happened. And uh, actually, um can't seem to find it. My tab left. Uh, do you want to go? <laughs> do you want to go first? <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, my favorite scene he sees my man was mine, 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 and brings it into her her house, and she plays a little fat boy. And uh, uh, what happens is when she goes back into the house with the stop sign, a car crashes outside, and then her family cheers and goes Bravo, Pugsley! And that's my favorite scene. She's Mang 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 Mang. Very good, sir. Very good. Thank you. Uh, all right, I found the tab. I think. Okay, here it is. Here we go. And Goonies as Chunk. Tell us everything. Everything. Everything? Okay. I'll talk. In third grade, I cheated on my history exam. In fourth grade, I stole my Uncle Max's toupee, and I glued it on my face when I was Moses in my Hebrew school play. In fifth grade, I knocked my sister Edie down the stairs, and I blamed it on the dog. When my mom sent me to the summer camp for fat kids and then they served lunch, I got nuts and I picked out and they kicked me out. Oh, but the worst thing I ever done, I mixed a pot of fake puke at home and then I went to this movie theater, hid the puke in my jacket, climbed up to the balcony, and then then I made a noise like this. And then I dumped it over the side and all the people in the audience, and then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I never so felt, so felt so bad in my entire life. I'm beginning to like this kid, Ma. That's my favorite scene. She's my That was an incredible Michael J. Fox impression. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't know you could do that. That was that sounded just like Marty McFly there. <laughs> thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, 
uh, I, uh, you know, I don't know if I've told you or not, but Brendan Urie is so fucking hot. <laughs> yes, you told me that many times, yes. So I, I can't think of Shakira a better way of ending the show. What'd you say? Urea? So, so is Shakira. Shakira. Oh, damn it. <laughs> what are you saying? Are you having a stroke again? <laughs> Shakira. She's quite hot. Yes. <laughs> Shakira. Uh, what is the combination of Brendan Shakira? Yeah, Brendan Shakira, exactly. Yeah, very good. Uh, um, so... Uh, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Floris. John Weeks, man, this this shit gets me through the week. <laughs> no, you know, Likewise, man. Me, I, I don't think I can get through, through the, the week without this, man. Yeah, Woo. man. Thank God for this blazing right backstage. It's, a, it's our post-traumatic stress therapy, and it's, you know we have a good time doing it. That's right. The therapy is good. <laughs> um, and uh, if you have a, 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 I'm I'm all fucked up right now. Go record a podcast, everyone, uh, and you know uh, maybe do it from a treadmill. That's that's what at least one of our listeners has done. <laughs> and uh, if you have a Barbie doll, what are you gonna do with that thing? You're gonna roll her up in a carpet, throw her on a treadmill, put it at max settings, and watch that bitch fly. <laughs> Watch her fly. Good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. Brendan, you're retired. Good night, sir.